Alleluia, Alleluia. Shine like lights in the world as you hold on to the word of life. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Lord, you, O Lord. May the Lord be on my, in my mind, on my mouth, and in my heart forever. Amen. The Pharisees went off and plotted how they might entrap Jesus in speech. They sent their disciples to him with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are a truthful man and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Are you not and you are not concerned with anyone's opinion, for you do not regard a person's status. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it lawful to pay the census tax to Caesar or not? Knowing their malice, Jesus said, Why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin that pays the census tax. They handed him the Roman coin. He said to them, Whose image is this and whose inscription? They replied, Caesar's. At that he said to them, Then repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. My dear friends, the good news, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the words of the Holy Gospel blot out our sins. My dear friends, uh, today's readings are primarily about having the power of God in our lives. Having the power of God effective in our lives as we do the mission of Jesus Christ that that power of God in our life is evident and uh, going forward only secondarily is the are the readings about politics today and that shows us something of the proper order in our life that the first most and most important thing in our life is having that power of God in our life having that mission from Jesus and doing that mission in the power of the Holy Spirit and only secondarily are our politics involved with that. But primarily, this power of God in our life. One of my heroes is Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. And he died in 1979. And somewhere towards the end of his life, he prophesied that the, the next great temptation of the church will be to make politics religion. <laughs> and so I think we got to be careful about that, about putting anything in front of what God's will is for our life. It could be politics, it could be many other things, it could be a lot of things, but we got to make sure that we have God first in our life. Our life is going to boil down really to one question. Did we do God's will? Yes. Or did we not do God's will? No. Did we do God's will? Yes. Or did we, did we do God's will? No. And when we come into that no, we're going to come into a lot of things that might distract us away from what God's will is for our life. And it could be anything, really. But these things take us away from and become distractions in our life as to what God's real purpose is. I remember, too, uh, Abraham Lincoln. You know, when uh, let's say when Abraham Lincoln was president of the United States of America, people died and some people went to hell. 
and some people went to heaven. Not because Lincoln was president or not president, but because they do or didn't do the will of God in their life. And uh, when some, once President Lincoln was asked, you know, hey, someone asked him, you think God is on our side, President Lincoln? And he said, I'm more worried about are we on God's side? So keeping God first in your life is, was what the, really what the readings are about today. Here we are in the first reading from the prophet Isaiah, and uh, the Lord uses their political enemy, Cyrus. The people, the Jewish people hate. The Lord uses Cyrus to bring about the redemption of his people. The Lord can use even our political enemies to bring about his good. And the Lord loves our political enemies. So the Lord uses Cyrus, the political enemy of the Jewish people, to bring about the good of his people, which is the restoration of the temple in Jerusalem. The Lord even uses the enemies of the people. And in our beautiful reading from uh, 1 Thessalonians, again, that same message of putting the power of God and experiencing the power of God in your life first. Here it is. He says, For knowing, brothers and sisters, that you're loved by God and that you were chosen. You know, God chose you to be in this world and to do his mission. You didn't choose him. Jesus says, you have not chosen me, I have chosen you. Now go out and bear fruit. So we have been chosen by God. For the gospel did not come to you in word alone, not just good things we hear about and sound good and can, and can tickle our intellect, but also in the power of the Holy Spirit and with much conviction. So being connected to God, being led by the Holy Spirit, and doing the work of God is the primary thing in our life. Again, and in the gospel, they're trying to use politics to trap our Lord. These are his enemies, and they want him to make a political decision here. Say something political so that we can trap you. If he says, yes, pay the taxes, then the people are going to abandon him because they hate it, they're paying their taxes because it's an occupying force. And if he says, no, don't pay your taxes, then they can turn him over to the Roman government so they could crucify him. Remember, this accusation comes back during his trial. So, they're trying to use politics to trap our Lord, and he's saying again, you know, who put God first? Whose image is on that coin? In your pocket. And they say Caesar. My dear friends, all the, all the money that you have is either paper, plastic, or, or worthless metal in your pocket right now. Only the government says that that's worth something. It's actually just paper, plastic, or metal and all things will pass away. All these beautiful cars I see right now someday will be in a junkyard, rusting. All that money in your pocket is only has power because the government says it's money. Uh, example two, like none of us will be here in 100 years. Maybe you will. Okay, none of us will be here in 200 years. We'll all be with the Lord. So all these things are passing away on this earth. Money and power, and material things are not the most important thing in our life. Uh, for example, uh, I forgot my example. Oh, when Jesus was alive, when Jesus was alive on this earth, the whole world quaked at the name of Caesar. Say the name of Caesar and everybody was afraid. Now we go to the restaurant and order a Caesar salad. And nobody's afraid of Caesar anymore. This, These governments, this world, all these things, all this money, it's all temporary. It's not the point of our life. The point of our life is to do God's will. And at the end of our life, 
we will either do it or not do it. That'll be the that'll be it. Do it or not do. Did you do my will? Yes. Did you not do my did you do my will? No. That's the position we're going to be in. Okay, so how do we do God's will? How do we keep on track in this life? There's lots of distractions out there, right? Especially today. There's lots and lots of distractions. How do we keep on task to God? One, you ask the Holy Spirit every day for illumination. Illumination means light. Lord, show me your will that I may do it. Show me your will that I may accomplish it. Show me what you have for me to do today, Lord. Send me someone to help today. Let me do your will today. you got to desire it and seek after it and ask God for it every day and then ask him for the courage to actually do it because a lot of times we know God's will but we fail to do it and we fail to do it because we're afraid or because of uh, peer pressure or some other reason so ask God for illumination every day ask God for the courage to do it and ask God too that you know his will you do his will and that you have the, also the grace to surrender to his will the whole Christian life is dying to self and being united to the will of God so we do his will and we accomplish God's work on this earth.